Welcome to Real Talk, real estate discussions with Andrew Kirsch. In each episode, Andrew interviews industry leaders. We'll hear their real-time opinions on today's market, their background and unique career highlights, and guidance for newcomers into the industry. You can find this show at spillarkirsch.com and on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now here's the host of Real Talk, Andrew Kirsch. Episode 36 of Real Talk, as I record today on October 19th, uh, the 10-year treasury is just about 5%. Uh, Look, continuous uh, uh, disruption in in the capital markets, yet at the same time, there are deals that are closing, uh, mostly private capital, syndication deals, family family office deals. Closed a multifamily deal in Washington State uh, this week. Uh, suburban office uh, here in Southern California. Um, uh, more multifamily in the Southwest. So deals are getting done. It's just harder to to transact. And we had one um, uh, construction financing of of apartments in extremely well located area. Uh, the construction lender pulled out. Um, after months of working on it, so it's it's definitely a challenging time. Every, everyone is is feeling it. Um, we're heading into the last two months of the year, um, and we'll see uh, what lies ahead. Uh, this week we have Tim Gockman, managing director of New Land Enterprises, and I was introduced to Tim um, a couple months ago through YPO, uh, and Tim focuses on mass timber construction. He's got uh, completed one uh, fantastic project of 25 stories in Milwaukee that's mass timber over a concrete podium. Uh, I've seen pictures of it, hadn't seen it live, but it it really uh, is something to be seen. It's like the building is alive. Uh, and Tim talks about mass timber, tall timber, the benefits of it, um, and I think you'll find it, uh, rather interesting. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Real Talk. I'm here with Tim Gockman, founder of New Land Enterprises. Tim, how you doing? I'm great. How are you so, doing? Yeah. Uh, so it's good to have you on. Um, you know, I'm trying to think how we met and I, and I feel like it's through YPO where you sent an email, uh, to the real estate network. Um, and I forgot what specifically the message was, but I know what was drawn to me was what your company does in mass timber. So just let's just start off there. Uh, and what does New Land Enterprise, what is New Land Enterprises? Yeah, so New Land is a fully uh, vertically integrated real estate development firm. So we have in-house property management, uh, asset management. Um, and, um, as a, as a developer, uh, we have really focused on, uh, market rate ground up new construction, multifamily have always done a really great job of differentiating and embracing new technologies. Um, and ultimately that led us in 2018 to ask the question, could we build a tall timber building? So. What is tall timber or mass timber? I mean, what 
what is that for my audience who uh, has not heard that phrase before? So mass timber is the evolution of heavy timber buildings. And um, I think for people who live in coastal cities or port cities, they will have seen heavy timber buildings. And that's the, uh, the older way of building where we would take a 60, 70 year old tree and that would be a column or a beam. And oftentimes that would be exposed within the building. Um, to go taller, that was, you know, that construction technique was ultimately replaced by concrete and steel. And very similar to electric cars, uh, what engineers have figured out is that you can take effectively dimensional lumber uh, in a, uh, you know, slightly more sophisticated way than I'm describing it, but you basically glue and press it together and you create these structural members that um, can um, achieve fire ratings equivalent to concrete and steel. Um, and that's really what mass timber is. It's mass is short for massive timber. And so you're creating large pieces of wood with younger growth forest. Um, and the technology is amazing because it has so many benefits over uh, traditional construction methodology. And frankly, the construction industry hasn't innovated in decades. And so when did the technology first come about? Well, so within mass timber, there, there are uh, there are different technologies. So there's glue lamb, um, which is typically used for columns and beams. And that's been around for decades. The real advent that has allowed buildings to go taller is CLT, cross laminated timber. And the patents go back much farther, but, um, but really it was popularized about 25, 30 years ago in Austria. Um, they really broke through. And so the Austrians have led in manufacturing and building for a while. It spread to Europe then spread to Canada and the United States is catching up. And so um, what are the, I guess, advantages and are there any disadvantages to mass timber as opposed to, uh, well, I mean, traditionally, if you're building, if you're constructing um, an apartment building, at what point is a is a structure going to be steel? How many levels? So usually, and we're predominantly a multifamily developer, though we've also looked at office and hospitality, but usually in multifamily, we're comparing against concrete. So once concrete. building is over, and there is a middle ground where we use light gauge steel. So we, Newland calls itself uh, construction technology agnostic. We've built with stick frame, right? Two by fours. We've built with light gauge steel, which allows you to go over 84 feet and up to 180 feet. We built with concrete. Um, where we see the sweet spot for mass timber is the industry will say 12 to 18 story range. Um, we see it as north of that and up to a sentence 25 stories. Um, really, our engineering is good for 420 feet. So really, the economic advantage of mass timber uh, is when you can substitute concrete out um, because concrete is heavy and concrete is imprecise and it's dirty. Um, and so um, there's there's advantage on, there's comparability on economics. There's huge advantage on speed. There's a massive advantage on aesthetics because you can expose the mass timber. It's a beautiful, absolutely stunning built environment. Um, and then a bunch of other benefits like sustainability, reduction in labor force, et cetera. And so what, um, what, what is the appetite for mass timber um, or what are the reactions, I guess, from uh, 
we'll start, I guess, with insurance companies. Well, insurance companies are a whole separate animal. Um, it, insurance is probably one of the biggest problems with mass timber. And so, you know, when you talk about uh, engineering and optimization and what is what is the kind of evolution of this, well, mass timber is relatively new and insurance companies build their product on actuarial tables and actuarial tables require data points. So there aren't a lot of data points. And it, people mistakenly think that the data points that are needed are more buildings being built. No, it's more buildings failing. That's what insurance companies want to see. They want to see failures. So we would like to very much not be a part of their data set. Um, but, um, but that's one of the biggest challenges with insurance companies. There are ways to solve it. Um, you can do a captive, you can do a bunch of different solutions and people are working on it. Um, but certainly there's just this, well, we don't know what it is and how it works. Um, and so tall timber will face premiums that are significant from the insurance industry. Um, so you, you, your premiums are higher than if you were to go with concrete. For the time being, yes, it's specific to tall timber and it's specific to certain configurations of tall timber. So um, I sit on the woodworks board and it's one of the problems that we're working on right now. It's, it's very much solvable in the next, I think, two, three, four years. Uh-huh. Um, what about other um, parties within a, a development? So, so we talked about insurance. What about the capital markets and investors, both um, uh, the institutional equity and uh I, well, let me ask you sort of a, a broader question first. How do you capitalize your projects? Is it with institutional equity or is it syndication, friends and family and beyond? To date, we have mostly done syndication. Um, we're about to start conversations with, let's call it institutional equity or sophisticated family offices. Um, and so we'll find out. But what I can tell you is that, you know, we've, we've been hearing about sustainability or ESG for a long time. And to me, it feels like we've been talking about it for a long time. We are about to um, switch ascent from a construction loan to perm. And it's the first time uh, in the quote uh, deck that I saw an ESG fund and they were competitive. And so I think it's becoming more and more important. Um, I think uh, states like California usually lead the way for the United States. And now you have mandatory embodied carbon reduction and honestly, to, to have conversations about decarbonizing the real estate industry, which has a huge carbon footprint, um, and to only talk about operating carbon and to not talk about embodied carbon is, is a problem. Um, and so mass timber is a, is, a, is a very potent solution in that respect. So um, I think we'll continue to see more and more interest from private institutional equity um, as this material becomes more mainstream. Mm -hmm. And then what about from lenders? Yeah, we, we capitalized the cent in, uh, in 2020. And so it's really hard to say, uh, 2020 was just right. Such chaos. It's really hard to say whether it helped or hurt. Um, what I can tell you is that, um, at this point, uh, having set a world record and having had the acclaim that Ascent has had, um, it, it, we call any major financial institution, chances are they've either already heard of Ascent and they're curious about it, um, or, it's a really neat way to start a conversation. It's compelling because it's such a differentiator, right? Like you've got a sea of buildings that are frankly pretty similar out there, especially multifamily, all the product is starting to look the same. And so differentiation has so much value. 
All right, so let's talk about that project ascent. So, um, you know, where is it? How big is it? Uh, uh, just you know, let's let's get into this particular yeah. project. Ascent is Ascent is a mass timber concrete hybrid. Um, it is the tallest mass timber structure in the world for now. That record will be broken in very short order. Um, and so, how many? How many? How how tall and how many stories? Uh, Twenty-five stories tall, uh, two hundred eighty-four feet. It is 19 stories of mass timber uh, over a six-story concrete podium. And then the cores are also concrete. So hence the, hence the mass timber hybrid. Mm -hmm. And um, so how long, well, let's start at the, at the entitlement phase. Yep. Um, so this is in Milwaukee, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. How, how, um, how was it getting approvals to build mass timber versus a traditional uh, high-rise apartment building? Well, it takes longer um, because it never been done before in the United States, right? So there are multiple thresholds to cross. Um, 84 feet is one for fire, uh, for fire ratings. Uh, then in the code, if it's been adopted in your state, uh, typically 12 stories is one breaking point, 18 stories is the next. Uh, Wisconsin was on 2015 IBC, so there were basically no tall timber provisions, but there is a provision uh, called alternative means and methods. Basically, if you can scientifically show that you can achieve the needed fire resistance that's comparable to concrete and steel, uh, that's a path that the city can, but is not obligated to take. So we started, we asked the city of Milwaukee the question in March of 2018. We broke ground in uh, fall of 2020. A lot of people will say, oh my goodness, that's really, really quick. But the reality is, is now that we've done this testing, right? We're the, we're the only team that has done the engineering and built a building taller than 12 stories of exposed mass timber um, in the United States. So um, now that we have that science and we did uh, 14 different char tests with the forest lab uh, and the US Forest Service, and that data is publicly available to everybody now. Um, but now that we have that, that you know, that conversation should be cut in half. And and so how well, that's on the development side. And then what about, or excuse me, the pre-development side and how long did mm -hmm. it take to build? Uh, we started uh, realistically October of 2020 and we finished in two phases. We, we delivered um, the first half of the building in the middle of July, 2022 and full occupancy September 1st. Okay, so about so 23 months, which is three to four months faster than it would have been in concrete. And that's measurable savings. And how about the cost? We think we paid about a 6% premium uh, versus what concrete is. And everyone asked this question, right? Like, how does it compare to concrete? And the answer is really complicated because concrete is hyper-local. So the answer depends on when and where you ask me. Milwaukee concrete is really, really affordable. California concrete is really, really expensive. And then everything in between, and it's and it's not intuitive where it's expensive and where it's affordable. Yeah. Um, so talk about the um, the tenant side and the types of reactions because I've seen the pictures. You've shown me the deck, uh, yeah. and it looks outstanding. Um, from from a tenant perspective, um, what are their reactions, and how much is a comparable unit uh leasing out for in milwaukee in your building 
compared to new construction, you know, similarly located, similar amenities, what's the rent differential? So the reactions are visceral um, in a very positive way. Um, and it's, if you've seen the pictures, they just don't do it justice. And this is literally from every person that has seen the deck and seen the pictures and visited the building. I ask the question all the time, right? Does the deck do a good job? And we have high quality photos, we have great video, and people are like, no, nothing comes close to experiencing the real thing. And so the cool thing about mass timber is that it literally makes people feel a certain way. And this isn't like us marketing it, right? There's a science behind this. It's called biophilia. It's been studied for decades. And it is the study of how natural elements within the built environment make people feel and perform. And the simple answer is better. And this isn't just apartment buildings. This is hospitals understand this, institutions understand this. Uh, it's a real thing. So um, the feedback is absolutely incredible. Um, honestly, I, I go into that building so often and I give so many tours and every time I go into it, it it's magical. Um, it really is, uh, if it's exposed. Um, in terms of how to compare it to other buildings, Milwaukee is a smaller market. Um, there's only one other high rise that was built before us that's new and class A. There's two other high rises going up. Sure. But we are definitely the watermark. And it's difficult to parse out, right, how much of that is the mass timber and how much of it is the way that we designed our amenities, which we believe are superior and, and multiple other things. So um, in multifamily, I think that that data is the most difficult to extract. How much is there a mass timber premium first and foremost? And then, well, how much? Um, and so we, we've got some data points that are start, starting to come in as the building has lived for a year. And I think as it continues going, we'll see it. But people think about premiums right away. They think about like, well, what's the rent premium? There are other premiums, right? There's retention, there's lease up, there's free marketing, uh, benefits on refi, cap rate compression on the exit. So it, you really have to be uh, you have to look at the whole picture when you're thinking about what is the value created with this product. And so what's, um, so what's next, both for your company, Mass Timber, before you even uh, ask that or answer that, I guess to, to provide both me and my audience just sort of an understanding, how many Mass Timber projects are already in existence and how many do you know is in the pipeline of actively being constructed? So there's a really cool chart on the Woodworks website. It, it might be on WIN, which is their Wood Innovation Network. Um, and it tracks the number of mass timber projects, right? Now, remember there's a, diff there's a difference between mass timber projects and tall timber projects. Um, so the, the kind of household name in real estate development and the gold standard is Heinz. Um, and Heinz pioneered mass timber for office buildings with their T3 concept, starting in Minneapolis and now building it all over the United States, Canada, and now across the world. Um, so the demand, it, it's a hockey stick. It, it literally is a hockey stick. It's exponential growth. And it's not just, you know, uh, your, your kind of traditional, what you would think, you know, if, if I tell you like Google is interested in it and has built buildings, okay, makes sense. Microsoft makes sense. But Adidas' new headquarters, uh, Estee Lauder, Robin Hood, Walmart um, built half their campus out of mass timber. Um, so the, the demand is coming from everywhere. Um, and it really is, 
you know, I compare it to Tesla a lot. It's just a superior product. It's not, it's not a wholesale replace, replacement for concrete and steel. Those materials still very much have a part to play in the construction industry. But mass timber has so many advantages in my mind as an industry in the next decade or two, it, it becomes a dominant material uh, when architects and builders are looking at how to build. And so for us, um, what that means is more sense. Um, we've realized that, and this was a happy accident. Um, we didn't actually meet the set a world record when we, when we designed the set, we started at 19 stories and then upsized it to 21, then to 23, then to 25. And we were simply looking to balance the economics. Um, and so what it, what we ended up doing was we created what we now realize is a product, not just a building. And so because the engineering is so repeatable, um, and there's so much digital design with mass timber. Um, we are now able to take all the lessons learned and much of the design at Ascent and replicate it in other markets very, very quickly. And that's what we're working on now. So what are some of those lessons that you learned? Oh man, uh, we could spend an hour on that. I mean, no kidding. Um, right. It's, it, you have to switch the mindset, um, going back to EVs, right? Um, Tesla rethought the entire manufacturing supply chain um, methods of manufacturing. They built a new plant for production, right? The legacy automakers are taking battery packs and dropping them into existing frames with existing UX and existing wiring. It just doesn't work well. And so you really have to start from scratch. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of saying, oh, I have this concrete design or I have the steel design, switch it to mass timber. It doesn't work well. Um, you really have to start from scratch. Now, the problem is, is that um, there's still real estate deals. So you also need real estate development fundamentals to control. And so I, I always joke that new land was big enough uh, and good enough to try tall timber and small enough and naive enough to try tall timber. Um, and you really like, you have to have that sweet spot. So um, uh, lessons learned. I mean, the vast majority of it is on, um, construction methodology, um, and optimizing the design. The challenge with mass timber is not, is this type of building doable? The big questions are, is it doable economically? Can you make the numbers work? Um, and that's where, um, I think a lot of chips fell our way. I think that, you know, any, any major achievement always has a strong component of luck in it. Um, and so we, we tried to do the best we could and ended up with really excellent teams, both on the construction side and the design and the architectural side. Um, and so, uh, from simple things like water management on site to logistics, um, to selection of the mass timber manufacturer, um, and so on, I, I literally, we could spend an hour on this. Yeah. So do you still own Ascent? We do. Mm -hmm. And have you refied? We're we're just about to uh, uh, pull the trigger on a perm. Okay. And so we we've talked about you know this is this is one of my blind spots. You alluded to institutional capital. It's like, well, do we want to take a cent and put it into a Devco and use it to seed other ascents? And so that's that's the math we're going through right now. But a cent is is literally the gene. It has so much data inside of it because we have access control systems that tell us how the building is living and breathing, um, that it really informs what future ascents will do and frankly, what future of mass timber holds. 
but is that beyond just the mass timber or when you're saying of how the building is is when you you use the phrase that of how the building is doing or how the building is performing from from like a systems perspective is that beyond mass timber mm -hmm. and there's other technologies within uh ascent or you're saying of how the mass timber is literally holding up that's that's a very astute observation so it's beyond mass timber right and people ask us well is the solution just that it's a mass timber building no ascent is really special because it creates it's the intersection of biophilic design which mass timber drives but also experiential design and that's a combination of technology and finishes and amenities um, and so uh it's to create a superior product everything needs to be superior you can't just say oh it's a mass timber building therefore it's superior nope the amenities have to be superior the finishes have to be superior the resident experiences have to be superior everything and so that's where the access control is really helping us is to understand how amenities round out uh the experience out of sound mm -hmm. so i've seen your deck and you know we're having this conversation you know walk me through the the conversations you're having with investors who are curious to trying to poke holes i mean is there anything that i haven't asked you that that they're really um you know focusing on and 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 trying to um i don't know basically disrupt what what you think is is really the next wave and 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 today's uh and how you know large apartment buildings and other asset class is other buildings, commercial buildings should be built? I mean, wh what are these questions that they're asking you? Yeah, I mean, you know, skipping past the kind of introductory questions of like, how does it do in fire safety and et cetera, that, sure. that, have, that have actually been really well thought through. There are real challenges. Like, what do you do with the supply chain, right? We, the, the timber for ascent came from Austria. Are you going to keep using Austri Austrian suppliers for the time being? The answer is probably, but we prefer to use North American suppliers. But there's a balance between, you know, quote unquote, buy local and, and lower that carbon footprint and also have the best in class execution. For the moment, best in class execution is still seems to be in Austria, but the United States is catching more quick. Right. That's one question. And so is there a logistics risk when you're shipping it via containers? Like, look at what happened in 2021 in the Suez Canal. Right. Yes, there's some additional logistics risk. It doesn't mean it can't be overcome, but back to the team. You have to have a team that really knows everything inside and out about every aspect of it to be able to handle that um, that liability, right? Insurance is another one. It's a relatively new technology. So how do you make sure that the knowledge you have in Milwaukee that you developed with this construction team, how does that scale to Denver and Seattle and Atlanta and Nashville and et cetera? So um, there's, you know, there, there are a ton of questions around it. I feel like we've been working on this for the last five years. And so the, we've, we've been asked these questions so many times, we've thought through the solutions, um, but the most important thing is, and, and where I think a lot of development teams fail, the engineering's not good enough and the team is not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, and so what markets are you looking at for the next ascent? Denver is top of mind for us. Um, we've identified um, a partner that we would really love to work with there. Um, and hopefully we're very, very close. Um, it, it's a mix. Um, it's a combination of there, there are markets that we just really like and are intuitive. Denver, Seattle, I mentioned Atlanta. Um, 
maybe some markets like Charlotte Rally, uh, maybe Salt Lake. But then there are also markets with really great partners. And I think that great local partners, right? The Sam sells at, uh, said, like all real estate is local. Same thing with Heinz. Um, really great partners make a huge difference. And we do not want to suffer from the hubris of saying, oh, we're going to go to a new market and figure it out. And so part of the strategy very much relies on finding a family office or a real estate developer um, that has a good understanding of what the local market wants and needs, coupled with our expertise of how do we design and program a world-class master for high-rise. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's uh, um, this technology has so many benefits, like you talked about from aesthetics to reducing the carbon footprint to uh, the tenant enjoyment. Uh, and then hopefully, because obviously all investors measure success <laughs> through economics from a, either an IRR perspective or, or cash flow perspective. Um, do you envision uh, new land getting into other asset classes besides multifamily with this tech, with mass timber? Yeah. So the way that I look at it is from a structural standpoint, uh, and even from an economic standpoint, I think office is the easiest to figure out. Um, I think hospitality is very intuitive, right? If you're thinking about premiums, like if you want to charge an extra hundred bucks a night, how many, right? How many times are you traveling to a city that will have a mass number hotel? And if you want to spring for that experience and pay an extra 50, hundred bucks a night, that's easy to justify, right? For an office tenant, they have very different economics. For a renter that's cutting that check every single month, that's a little bit of a different story. And so from a, from a structural engineering standpoint, because apartments have irregular, right, uh, demising walls and spans, um, and from an economic standpoint, we, we chose, I mean, we chose, we chose, it chose us. We're in the multifamily industry, and so we did what we know. But now that we see that we can make it work in multifamily in Milwaukee, we feel like, A, we can make it work in most any other city for multifamily. And certainly we can translate that knowledge to hospitality, to office. So you're saying Frank Sinatra was wrong when he's saying, if you could make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. It really should have been, if you can make it in Milwaukee, you can make it anywhere. I, I think it's industry by industry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Tim, I hope um, our listeners uh, have learned about Mass Timber, um, and that if they're looking to partner up with you in any way that they can find you at Newland, uh, enterprises. Um, and I know this is, um, uh, a, a technology that I'm sure is going to be widespread, uh, in, in, in the short years to come, uh, no different, like you're saying in the automotive industry of at least in LA where we see Tesla's like, uh, like they're a Honda, uh, they're all over the place. And so, uh, it would be great to see this type of, uh, construction technology uh really really grow agreed yeah so tim look thank you for coming on to the to the show and um uh, i'm sure we'll see each other at uh upcoming uh, ypo events and uh um best of luck i appreciate it thanks andrew all right tim take care you too you've been listening to real talk real estate discussions with andrew kirsch you can catch prior episodes at scalarkirsch.com and on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments, and for sharing the show with others.